what is up what is up what is up everybody welcome to the black box the show where we unpack unbox and unwrap everything black i'm your girl your host your favorite big body princess big c how are y'all doing today y'all it's friday it's friday y'all already know what we about to get into that black review but before we get into that how is everybody doing today on this friday i hope you're feeling good i hope you're looking good i hope you're working hard i hope you get into the bag because it's a new month. It's October. It's spooky season. That's right. It's time to get weird. It's time to get crazy. It's time to get spooky. I don't know about y'all, but when October comes, I get excited. Not because of Halloween, because no lie, when I was young, I was not allowed to celebrate Halloween due to religious reasons. But now that I'm 23, you know, my parents pretty much is like, girl, you grow, you do what you want. I didn't got to dress up the last couple of years in college and everything. And it was fun. You know, I got all of the the wishes that I had as a child to dress up. I got those out of the way. I'm still getting those out of the way. But, you know, it's not even about Halloween. I just feel when October comes around... That's when you know the year is about to just take a joyous turn. Because you get Halloween, then you get Thanksgiving, and then you get Christmas. You feel what I'm saying? Aside from my birthday and probably summer, Christmas is like my favorite time of year. And I just feel like the world just needs to be enveloped. Okay, enveloped in Christmas joy and Christmas spirit and Christmas happiness. So, y'all, I'm just excited. And it's starting to get cool outside. Y'all know what that means. It's cardigan season, babes. It's hoodie season, babes. It's sweater season, babes. I'm excited. It's boot season, babes. Okay, for all my boot queens out there. Shout out to Trinity Plummer. You feel me? She's a boot queen. So, yes, I'm just so ready for fall. I'm ready for the seasons take over. So, I hope y'all having a good day. I hope y'all ready for spooky season. You know, Disney Channel, Freeform, they about to come with it. We about to get Halloween Town, y'all. I don't know about y'all. I'm ready. We about to get Twitches, y'all. Okay? I'm excited. I'm real excited. This year is about to look up. I don't know about y'all, but it's about to get real. So, I hope y'all are just as excited for today's show as I am. But before we get into our reviews of Lovecraft Country and a little something extra, I do want to give y'all a few news tidbits, news updates, you know, just to keep y'all updated what's going on in the world so congratulations are in order to miss Nicki minaj she gave birth to her baby do we know what the baby is no we don't do we know the baby's name no we don't but it's okay barbs it's okay it's okay because we're aunties and uncles now you feel me we we have our child we have our golden child we have our heir our heiress whatever the baby is we got it so congratulations to her um not many people know like if the birth was like smooth or if it was like a rough birth nobody knows anything she of course like she is is very private about that or she has been very private about that so who knows when we'll see the baby y'all by the time we see it that baby will probably be walking have teeth the set is first rhyme you know like so we don't know but congratulations to her and her husband mr ken petty their parents so anytime Nicki minaj is happy it's a good day in the world to me it's a good day you feel me amazing day so yes congratulations are in order for them i'm so excited hopefully she gives us a sneak peek at least a hand a foot a name something i need to know i need to know but congratulations are in order for them um unfortunately for john legend and chrissy Teigen, that wasn't the outcome for their childbearing experience 
I think it was um yesterday. It was either like Wednesday night or yesterday morning, I believe. Chrissy announced that she and John lost um their third child that they were pregnant with. She, I think they both told the couple um in either July or August, I believe, that they were expecting again that they were expecting that third child. And then sometime later, Chrissy took to Instagram and she accidentally revealed the gender of the baby, letting the world know that it was a boy. So they were expecting a boy. And she went to the hospital recently for, uh, she was, she said she was bleeding heavily and that the doctors gave her blood transfusion after blood transfusion and it just was not working. And unfortunately they lost the baby. So prayers up to John and Chrissy. I can't even imagine having to go through something as harrowing as that. So just pray for them guys. You know, God, I hope you watching over them as you always do. But yes, it's just sad. It was just so it was a crazy, you know, unfortunate event, and I just feel really bad for them, and pray that they get through it, you know, they have two beautiful children that they get to go home to, so there's a blessing in the madness, so just, you know, keep them lifted up in prayer, Black Box fam. Speaking of keeping people lifted in prayer, that presidential debate, y'all, pray for us, pray for us, pray for America, because if this man, if Agent Orange gets elected for another four years death <laughs> death guys death that debate was absolutely crazy and it wasn't joe's fault so if y'all are faulting joe for being part of the craziness fault him for dealing with it he could have came a little harder i do feel because after after that man talked about his kids his sons all bets would have been off. I would have been like, sir, you can meet me in the parking lot after this is over. Because what you're not going to do is bring up my kids. Because I don't bring up your little thotty mcthot thot male order bride, baby. I don't bring her up. I don't bring up your entitled and stupid children. So don't, don't bring up my kids. Joe was very composed when he did that. He... I will say he handled himself very well, but it's like, how well can you handle yourself in the presence of a clown? You can only do as much as you can do, and I feel like he did his best, so. Woo, child, that was crazy. And now, Lil Donnie got COVID. That's what you get, sir. But now, I'm starting to believe this whole COVID thing is a ploy. It's a ploy, y'all. It's a ploy. Because he doesn't want to face that second and third debate. Because he knows he has nothing else to say. He ran out of gas in the first debate because he didn't really answer any questions. He was just blaming, deflecting, blaming, deflecting. Giving the media sound bites he could use for mess and drama. He was giving very much reality TV star special. So he really doesn't have any anything else to say. He has no issues to discuss. He has no plans in order. He He's not prepared, y'all. So now he want to have COVID. Well, Donnie, have COVID. Sit this one out, okay? Because we're tired of you. On behalf of the Black Box fam, on behalf of Black Box listeners, the black community, we're tired of you. We want you to go. Period, point blank. So, yeah, he got COVID, y'all. I know, supposed, I know they say you're supposed to pray for your enemies, so pray for him, y'all. Pray, pray the Lord take him swiftly and quickly. Nah, don't pray. Don't pray for his death, y'all. Just... Oh, Lord, touch him, Jesus. Touch him. So, yeah, Lil Donnie got COVID. It is what it is. Um, Megan Thee Stallion, she dropped a new song last night at midnight along with a new video. How y'all feeling about that? I love the video, personally, because I'm an Alice in Wonderland fan. If you know me, you know I love Alice in Wonderland. But the song, I don't know. The song was a little meh to me. And I just feel like 
no more sexy song. I mean, I'm all for women empowerment. I'm all for women talking about the power that we hold. I'm here for it always. But I feel like at, this was the time for her to go raw. This was the time for her to give us the Tina Snow energy. You feel me? And I'm a Megan fan to the death of me. She from Houston. I love her. I was on her when she was doing the ciphers. And she did her style freestyle. Like, I was on her. But... I don't know. I just feel like she, this was her time to go hard and she didn't. So, kind of like a missed opportunity. But the video was fire. The video was fire. The looks were cute. That look of her in the Cheshire Cat outfit, definitely about to be a screensaver. And I know a lot of girls are going to try to replicate that for Halloween. She have gave them a Halloween costume, child. So, let me know how y'all feel about that. And she wasn't the only one who dropped new music. 21 Savage and I think Metro Boomin, they dropped Savage Mode 2. Um, I'm definitely going to give that a listen on my way to work today. I am a newfound 21 Savage fan. I love me some 21 Savage. Pretty girls love 21 Savage. So, it is what it is. But definitely check that out. And that's all I got for the little bit of, little bit of news today. Are y'all ready for this black you because we about to get into it now before we get into lovecraft country y'all already know how we do i am going to review something else and today for our first review we are going to talk about 365 days y'all know that netflix original movie that's like a play off of 50 shades of gray that's what we're going to get into today because i got i got a lot to say about this because this movie was recommended to me People who was like, well, if you didn't get what you wanted out of Fifty Shades of Grey, you know, the Fifty Shades of Grey series, the movie, the movies, like, 365 Days is it, you gotta watch it. I was like, okay, 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 okay. I, I watched the, um, the preview of 365 Days, and I feel like the trailer, the trailer was hot, okay? The trailer gave me what I need. I was like, okay, I'm excited to watch this, but the movie but we're going to get into it. So before we get into our pros and cons and our overall rating of the movie, I'm going to give y'all black box office facts, okay? Y'all know how we do every time we review a movie. You know we got to get into it, know the characters, who directed it, all this, that, and the third. So let's get into it. So like I said, it is a Netflix original. It was originally supposed to premiere February 7th, two days after my birthday, uh, in 2020. But I think probably due to COVID complications or... Because, you know, February, February, we didn't really have, like, any COVID cases, I think. I think more so in March. That's when we started to see, like, the COVID uprising, of course. So I don't know if it was due to that... But it actually dropped June 7th of 2020. So that's when it premiered on Netflix. It's directed by Barbara Bialowas. Now it is like a Polish film, I guess. I guess the language that they're mainly speaking is like Polish and Italian. So it did take place overseas. So most of the characters, they are overseas actors and actresses. So we, you know, if I say their names when I bring up the cast, you might not know who they are. Um, but yeah, it was directed by Barbara B. Lawis, and the overview says, Massimo is a member of the Sicilian Mafia family, and Laura is a sales director. She does not expect that on a trip to Sicily trying to save her relationship, Massimo will kidnap her and give her 365 days to fall in love with him. So that's basically like the premise of what the movie is about. Now the cast members. Don Massimo, which is the main character, 
is played by a man named Michelle Marone. Miss Laura Beale, who is his love interest, is played by Anna Maria Sieklucka. Olga, who is Laura's best friend, is played by Magdalena Lamparska. Dominica, which is like Massimo's, I guess, like, I call him like an uncle, kind of, sort of, to uh, Massimo. Uh, Dominico, he is played by Otar. Ooh, y'all, I'm about to butcher this. Y'all already know. Otar Saralidze. Saralidze? I hope I said that right. I'm sorry, sir. If you ever hear this and I said it wrong, I'm sorry. And Mario, who was basically like Massimo's right-hand man, his confidant, was played by Brianislaw Roklowski. So y'all already know them names is foreign, okay? Them last names, them first names, some of them, they foreign. They from overseas. So most of the scenery, most of the movie took place in Italy and in Poland. So they were speaking Polish and Italian most of the time, but there was... English bits in between it because Laura she was Polish and Massimo of course he was from Italy so when they had to communicate with each other they didn't know each other's languages so they would talk in English and so forth and so on so some of the professionals who rated this IMDB gave it a 3.3 out of 10 I was like ooh okay ooh they, they did not like it. So, yes, they gave it a 3.3 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 29% out of 100. I was like, oh, baby. <laughs> Once I saw that, I was like, okay, I guess I'm in for a whole lot of nothing. People lied. When I saw that Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 29%, not that I get, like, not that I place the full weight of what a show or a movie is going to be like on Rotten Tomatoes review, but still, 29 29%. You know, I make up my own judgments, but looking at reviews and things like that kind of like gets me ready to watch it. Baby. <laughs> when I thought of 29, I was like, woo, okay. Somebody lied. Somebody lied to me. And Metacritic, it gave it no rating. It said, um, not worthy. I was like, ooh, not not worthy. So there you have it, the black box office facts. Now let's get into these pros and these cons, okay? So my first pro is that Massimo, the main character played by Michelle Marone, he was giving it. He was giving me full Dom energy, full mafia boss. Like, he he was giving it. He was giving it. I was like, okay, sir. He was giving me what I expected Christian Grey from Fifty Shades of Grey to give. He very much came with the Big Daddy energy. I was like, ooh, okay. Okay, Massimo, I see you. Like, he was he was really into his character. Like, he, you could tell, like, he was just really immersed within it. The guy who plays him, Michelle Marone, he was, like, phenomenal. He was phenomenal. I, w- I will get into, like, what I wish when we get into the cause, but I wish they would have developed him more because him as a character, like, the parts that he was given the speaking parts that he was given like the role in itself he was in it he was in it literally and figuratively like he was he was really good he made up like to me a lot of what the movie was lacking he made up for kind of sort of in characterization so massimo definitely a pro definitely definitely a pro my next pro was that the sex scenes were good. Like, you know how sometimes sex scenes can come across as, like, really forced and kind of, like, 
lacking chemistry like no it wasn't none of that it was they were very much into each other it seemed very much real you know even though my little christian ass was not ready for that child i'm a child of god i don't suit it but the sex scenes were really good you know they they gave off what needed to be given so yeah the the sex scenes were good you know not forced very you know easy on the eyes very hot i was like okay some hope in this there's some hope um my next pro was that italy like when they were shooting in italy in sicily italy oh my god it was so beautiful like italy is a place that i really want to visit you know when i become a rich beach you know what i'm saying i would really hope that i visit italy because it's like a dream destination of mine to just be beautifully black in italy so the scenery in italy was definitely and when they went to um poland when they were in poland i just feel like poland is what life is going to look like in the future like everything in poland was so high tech and so next world like even the small parts of poland that we saw like from their apartment to their office building to their clubs to their cars i was like oh my god like uh the future hello so the scenery from italy to poland it was it was really beautiful and my last pro is the ending the ending i did not see coming i was like oh i thought it was gonna be like a cliche type of ending you know i thought it was gonna end a certain type of way but it didn't like the ending really shocked me i was like oh y'all gonna leave it like that they they sure did they left my mouth agape a little bit so those are all of my pros. Massimo, his character, the man who played him, excellent. The sex scenes were, you know, they were indeed steamy and hot as they should have been. The scenery from Italy to Poland was beautiful and the ending, the ending shook me. It didn't like shake me to the core, but I was a little like, <gasps> it was a little gasp. It was a little gasp in between there. Now let's get into these cons, baby, because I got a lot to say. Well, not a lot. It's just, you know let's just get into it <laughs> so my first con was that the story was sloppy and it was rushed now if you are going to in my opinion this is just strictly my opinion y'all if you are going to give a movie solely based on the fact that it's supposed to be like a a sexy sexy hot movie you know very intimate sex scenes very raw raunchy sex scenes that's fine but as good as the sex scenes were, the story needs to be just as good, if not better. Because after a while, if you're simply relying on your story or your movie or whatever, if you're relying on the sex scenes to make it, it's going to flop. Because after a while, you can only watch two characters have sex in so many ways and so many times before the effect begins to wear off. I don't care how enticing the characters are i don't care how good they look after a while it's just two beautiful people sexing doing the sexing and it gets it gets boring after a while so you like okay what now because if the story not good you just gonna be like oh this was a waste and that's kind of how i felt about uh 365 days the story was just it was a rush. They rushed his life, basically Massimo's life. They rushed them being together, being intimate. They rushed, like, everything that happened after them being intimate. Like, they just didn't dive into the story deep enough for me. Like, it was a lot of moments that were underdeveloped. 
And I feel like, first of all, they were supposed to premiere at the beginning of the year. And they didn't. They premiered, like, more so in the middle. So you had all that time, like, to edit, to develop things, to make things better. And you didn't. And this is what you decide to put out. A rushed sex flick. Not a good look. Not a good look. So definitely my first con. The story was sloppy and it was rushed. Yeah, it was... I was disappointed in that because I was like, okay. Because like I said, the people who recommended this to me, they were like, girl, whatever you didn't get in Fifty Shades of Grey, you're going to get here. And so I was expecting a lot. I was expecting it to be spectacular, and it was it was not. I was like, y'all going to give me this half-baked light porno? Oh, my God. I couldn't do it. So, yes, the story was sloppy and rushed. My next con was that... The theme of the show pretty much seemed to be like sex solves everything, and it does not. I do not. I'm sure some little young boy was with his little cousins or whatever, and they just snuck into their mama's Netflix account and watched this. And they probably was thinking like, man, if I just give my girl a pipe, no matter what, if I don't tell her everything, if I hide stuff from her, if I'm lying to her, if I just, you know, give her what she wants, give her some act right, she gonna be good. No! No, 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 no. I didn't mean to sing on y'all, but no. Y'all know I can't sing. Don't, don't, don't make fun of me, y'all. But no, it was just a no. I was like, no little boy needs to be watching this thinking that if he pipe his lady down right, it's going to solve everything. No. It seems like every time Massimo messed up or, like, after they had gotten intimate, he was hiding things from her, where he was like, you know, doing a lot of his business that she didn't agree with, he would just, like, put it on her, and she'd just be fine. And I'm like, okay, that's fine after a while. Like, of course, I'm sure that works. But, girl, what what's going to happen when you get tired of, of the sexing? Then what? Then what? So, I just didn't, I didn't like that message that sex solves everything because that's absolutely not true. If your relationship is purely based off of sex, is it even a relationship? It's not love, it's lust at that point. You feel me? So, eh. My third call was that Laura, her character, she needed to give me more. She was supposed to be like this sassy, headstrong, boss, Polish woman. And like, as far as like what's the word I'm looking for as far as like like um what's the word I'm looking for I guess I'm saying she didn't give in to temptation like as far as resisting temptation of Massimo in the beginning like she she did fairly well like she was trying to give like temptress and seductress and I just feel like she could have took it up a notch because Massimo was hot he was, like, giving her all that and then so like, he was hot. He was like, you know, don't tip me. I get what I want. I take what I want. I'm not used to being gentle. Like, he was just letting her know. And she was, like, she was trying, but she didn't take it there for me. Like, of course, like, she knew who she was. Like, she was strong. She knew the power she held as a woman. Like, she, she knew it. She knew it. But it's like, she just was... It's like, it's almost like her trying to be a temptress was a little forced, you know? So I was like, oh, okay, girl, I see you trying, you know, but you're not giving it all the way, you feel me? But don't get me wrong, like, when her and Massimo were, like, intimate together, like, their sex scenes, the chemistry was off the charts, like, off the charts. Like, they meshed really well together as far as being intimate. 
So, it was only, like, a couple of parts of them being intimate that was a little cringeworthy, but for the most part, them being intimate together was good, but her as a standalone, I needed more. I needed a lot more, so that's a con. My next con is that the sex scenes, like I said, if you base solely a movie on sex and sex alone and there's no story, it's going to flop. Because the sex scenes are going to be overdone after a while. And they absolutely were. The sex scenes were so overdone after a while. I was like, oh, I'm t- I didn't sign up to watch porn. I didn't. I did sign up for a little hot streamy romance that I did sign up for. But, ooh, it just got tiring and it got to, like, overkill after a while. Like, when they finally did what they did on the boat and they made it, like, an all-day thing, I was like, okay. I was like, okay, they finally got that out the way. The story is about to develop. It's about to get deeper. It just, it just didn't. And so it's like, after they did what they did on the boat, everything after that, like, all the sex scenes after that, I was just kind of like, all right. I guess let's get this over like it was just overdone it was like uh, what else what else are y'all gonna bring to the table almost like an ig baddie like girl what else are you bringing to the table besides cat what else you got what else do you got they didn't have nothing else for me y'all i was like okay well i, I guess this is just what the story gonna be i guess so yeah the sixties after a while became overdone and my last con was that i feel like i needed more insight into his life into massimo's life like he's a boss like he's a big mafia boss we need to see more of his life besides him going to a club for a meeting or him beating up a guy in the beginning of the scene or him claiming he did this because a guy messed with laura like i needed more on his life like was he a good mafia boss was he a bad mafia boss like was he still too young to take the reins like it was just a lot I feel like they could have developed as far as his character when it came to, like, his mafia life. I also feel like they could have developed a lot more as far as his and Laura's love story. Like, she, like, this man is giving you a year to fall in love with him. Like, I feel like there should have been one more anger in the beginning from her side. And then, two, it should have went to, like... In a way, her trying to escape, which she did try to escape, but, you know, it was, like, I think one attempt, and then she just pretty much, like, okay, well, this is what it is. And then, of course, like, they grow, they get to know each other, you know, this, that, and the third. It just wasn't very much that. It was, like, he kidnapped her. She tried to fight him. She tried to tease and tempt him, you know, to get her, like, to let him understand, like, you know, I'm not going to fall in love with you. They did, I guess that that whole shopping part of the movie was, like, supposed to be them, like, spending time together, this, that, and the third, but that was rushed also. So I just feel like they didn't, it was a lot of spots in the story where development was lacking. So that just was very off-putting for me. And that, those are all my cons. The story was sloppy and rushed. Um, the message of sex solves everything was just very, 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 very tired. Uh, Laura's character, she needed to give me a lot more, Miss Laura. I needed more. The sex scenes became overdone after a while, and I needed more of his mafia life as well as the progression of their love. You feel me? So, I'm sorry, 365 days. You just was not it for me. At this point, if, if they had put... Some of, like, the sexiness of 365 Days into 
Fifty Shades of Grey, I feel like Fifty Shades of Grey would have done a lot better than it did. And if they would have put, like, story elements for Fifty Shades of Grey, like the development of the story for Fifty Shades of Grey into 365, 365 would have done better as well. So, just lacking. Just lacking on all fronts. So, yes, that, that's my that's my feelings on 365. My overall rating, and I feel like I was being generous, I gave it a 5 out of 10. And I literally gave it a 5 out of 10 for, you know, the, the beginning sex scenes, Massimo, and the scenery. Like, if, if Massimo didn't give it to me and if the sex scenes was, like, drab, that definitely would have got, like, a 2 or a 3 for me. Just based off story alone. I was like, ugh, this is whack. So... Do with that what you will. If you haven't seen 365 Days and my unprofessional, you know, just a girl talking opinion, don't go watch that. Don't don't waste your time. But if you want to, just to give it a go, because you might feel differently than I do, please feel free. Feel free. I always encourage y'all to go watch these. You know, don't just go based off of, you know, how I feel because I'm just one person. And my opinions and your opinions might not be the same. But if you are just itching to see it or you haven't seen it or if you're curious if my little review made you curious to see what it's about go check it out absolutely but baby i wouldn't pee on it if it was on fire okay but that's just that on that all right now now that that's out the way let's get into this lovecraft country y'all episode seven now if you listened to last week's episode you already know i was a bit disappointed with last week's episode, not even a bit. I was just heartbroken by last week's episode. So I was just praying, 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 praying that they brought it to me in episode 7. And they did. Of course they did. They always know how to win me back. You know, they always know how to reel me back in. And they absolutely did. So Lovecraft Country episode 7 was titled I Am. And the overview for this episode goes, or it says, it says, Hippolyta finds herself going on a journey of self-discovery across multiple dimensions during her unyielding search for answers. Atticus gets ready to see an old family friend in St. Louis in the hopes of getting some valuable consolation. So basically, I don't, hopefully I don't give too much away for the people who haven't seen it. But for those of you who have been following along uh, with the reviews and with the show, you know that um, Hippolyta found, I guess it looked like, a model of the solar system and apparently it's like a key to some type of time machine and so yeah use that information how you will and that's pretty much how this episode went so my pros for this episode because i was very excited that they stepped it up from last week's episode i was like please please let this be a good episode and it, it was was it their best episode no but it was a uh, you know a much better than last week's episode in my opinion so my first pro was the message of a woman finding herself. I love, I love, 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 loved that that was the message of this episode. Like, Hippolyta, she is an intelligent woman. She's a strong woman. She's a wife. She's a mother. But you could tell behind that wife and mother's ex exterior and, like, that wife and mother and caretaker type of personality that she has, you could tell that as a woman, she's a lot more than that. Like, she loves the planet. She loves constellations. She's into astronomy. So it's like, I like that they 
showed her finding herself like throughout the journey that she went on in this little time machine like she went to different eras and different times and she learned things about herself that she had forgotten you know as she grew up as she became George's wife as she became Dee's mother and Atticus's auntie and you know a homemaker a caretaker she forgot that she had like big plans and big dreams and I just loved that through every different era that she went through, uh, that she was jumped into during her journey. Like, she found a part of herself that had been buried a long time ago. And she even addressed, like, the issue of, like, her muting herself and her passions in order to be George's wife, in order to be Dee's mother. Like, I love that she addressed that because I feel like that's a very common uh, thing that happens, especially, like, amongst women, like... People forget, especially like uh, husbands and boyfriends and even wives and, uh, you know, if you're a part of the LGBTQ plus community, you know, wives and girlfriends and your kids, even your family sometimes, they forget that you were a person before you became a wife, a mother, a auntie, a grandma, uh, you know, anything of importance in a family or a friendship or a business. They forget that you were somebody before you became this to that certain person. And so a lot of times in order to become this person that these people need or become this uh, idea of a woman that your husband needs, this, that, and the fourth, we kind of put all of our stuff in the background, like all of our dreams that we have for ourselves, all of our goals, and it's always, oh, you know, I have plenty of time to get to it. And before you know it, you're like 60, 70 years old, and you never touched it again because you have so much on your plate. And so I just feel like that's a very, a very good message to like, tell women like don't forget about yourselves you know as women we sacrifice we sacrifice a lot you know to make people happy to make others around us happy we even sacrifice our happiness sometimes and all you know all in the all in the sense of being a good woman you know we make sacrifices so i just love that this episode was about hippolyta like tapping into that tapping into who she was before she became certain things to certain people and like getting back to that she's like man I I forgot who I was I forgot what I wanted out of this life so I just love to see I love to see a black woman find herself again fulfill herself again you know even after something as tragic as a husband passing like she was like you know what I want my answers and in her answers or in searching for her answers she found herself again and I was like yeah Y'all better come on, Lovecraft Country. Y'all better come on with the deep-rooted messages. Are y'all seeing it? Are the messages clicking, y'all? Because they clicking over here. They clicking over here at the Black Box House. We we loved it. We love, we love, 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 love to see a black woman find herself again. Or find herself, period. Find her joy, her happiness, her purpose, her strength. You feel me? Find her crown if she lost it, so... The message of a woman finding herself again. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. My second pro, which kind of ties into my first pro, was Hippolyta's journey. Like, I loved that they took her through different periods of time. Like, at one point, she was in Paris during the flapper area. Area. During the flapper era with Josephine Baker, like, on stage performing. Uh, At one point, she was like a warrior in some type of African country where women were not thought of as warriors and then at one point in time she was in space and i was like oh my god like 
the different facets of this journey and along the way on each part of the journey she learned something about herself she learned who she was she learned you know what she had sacrificed she learned uh what she had become through becoming a wife and a mother and things like that so the different parts of her journey like the the eras i guess you could say were were really were really cool to see i loved it I love that they, of course, you know, the whole movie has, like, a sci-fi theme. But I love when they, like, take it to that extra mile and do time travel and space. And it was just cool to see. So, Hippolyta's Journey, second pro. My third pro is that Ruby and Lady finally came to some type of agreement on their relationship. Like, they finally meshed together. I hate when I see sisters fight. Or it just really baffles me or kind of, like, it hurts me to see, like, Sisters who don't talk or aren't close and things like that. Because, you know, I have a sister. And even though we weren't the closest, you know, when we were younger, I cannot imagine my life without her. Even though she be she be playing me sometimes, y'all. She be playing me. Like, I'm just one of these girls. <laughs> no, I'm playing. She don't play me that bad. But, you know, I just hate to see sisters fight or, like, not be close. I'm like, that's your sister. That's all you got. So... I was happy to see them fixing their relationship after a misunderstanding, you know, after a whole bunch of drama. I'm just happy to see that they came together. So definitely a pro for this episode. Uh, My next pro was the imagery. Like I said, she went through different eras of time. She even went to space. And, like, the aliens or whatever that were in space were literally, like, Amazon African women with large froze. Like, froze of unimaginable volume and, like, length. Like, the froze, the froze on the aliens was just popping. Beautifully popping. So, the imagery alone, I was like, this is amazing. And then, of course, she was a warrior. So, you got to see all different shades of black women in this, like, I'm guessing it was, like, an African country. They were, they were kind of, like... Amazonian warriors, but, like, not. So, I guess, like, they were a play on Amazonian warriors because they were all women when she went through her time as a warrior. So, I, I love to see it. And then we got to see, like, the classy side of the black woman, you know, where she's held to, a like, the same kind of standard as a white woman, even higher, I think, because in Paris, I don't think during that time they saw race or color. I'm not really sure what politics was like in Paris during this time, but, you know... They praised black women over there. They they praised Josephine Baker and her dancers. And they were all just over there living life and living carefree. And it was beautiful to see. I was like, yes, imagery. Yes, storyline. I was just all the way here for it. And my last pro was that we are getting closer to the mystery of whatever the heck is going on with Atticus and Christina. Like, if, of course, it didn't give us, like, a full explanation of, like, the secrets that he found out or things that he found out, but it tied it in a little closer. And I was like, okay, like, I'm with it. They're giving us little tidbits, and I already know that last, that season finale is gonna rock our draws, y'all. Like, rock our draws. Penny's gonna be on the floor, like, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be really, really crazy. And I'm excited to see it. So, those are my pros. The message of a woman finding herself. The different eras of Hippolyta's journey in finding herself. Ruby and Letty fixing their relationship. The imagery. Y'all, the imagery. Beautiful imagery. And uh, the getting closer to the mystery that Atticus is trying to solve. Those are my pros. Now, my cons. I do have a few cons, but you know. 
minor things. Like, all in all, the episode was good, but, you know, it's just minor things. You got to nitpick here and there. You got to nitpick, you know. Find something. So, my first con, and this might be a little bit of a spoiler, but... Okay, you know, I'm not going to say my first con. I'm just going to kind of, like, say why it upset me. Because I don't want to give it away for y'all. I want y'all, If you haven't watched the episode, I don't want to give it away for y'all. But I do want y'all to be just prepared. Like, the possibility of Miss Letty being blank. And I'm going to let y'all fill in the blank with whatever you think the blank is filled in with. I just feel like it's too early for that. I feel like her and Atticus's relationship is not stable enough for that. Like, he's not stable at all in any way. Like, like Ruby said, like, homie don't even... She said he's the only black man on the south side of Chicago that she knows of without a job. So, take that how you want. Yeah, but my man is not ready for that type of responsibility. I don't think Letty is either, because, you know, she's the type where... If stuff gets too hot, she run. And, you know, that's to no fault of her own. Like, you know, she's a pretty solid character. She's a solid woman. But, you know, during certain situations, like, obviously, when her mother was going through what she was going through, she left. She was like, I got to live my own life. So, I don't think neither one of them are ready for that situation that they could possibly be in. I'm not going to say what it is, but if you smart, which I know y'all are, y'all could piece two and two together. I'm not gonna say it though. I'm gonna let y'all. I'm gonna let y'all piece it together, cause I'm watching to be like, oh, Big C, you spoiled it. No, I didn't. No, I did not. You did that. You figured it out on your own. So yeah, that possibility a con for me, cause I'm like, uh, uh-uh, uh, we got too much work to do. We ain't got time for this. So that's my first con. My second con was Atticus's reaction to Montrose's secret. If you know what Montrose's secret is, which is Atticus's father, you know what I'm talking about. I just was like, I understand, like, during that time period, it was, like, very, like, like, a, it was very taboo, I guess. But it's like, that's your daddy. And I know your daddy wasn't, like, the best daddy, but at the end of the the day, that is your dad. And that could kind of, like, explain his behavior towards you as a child, like, he did this to you because he was like this, which is no excuse, you know. That doesn't like account or like make up for what Montrose did. Like he wasn't right in any way. But at the same time, it's kind of like a insight to like, oh, this is why you are the way you are. And at that point, he should have known that his daddy being black and being the way he is, like a double oppression, like he should have loved on him. Like, Daddy, I'm so sorry you went through that. But because you went through that, you put me through hell. And we just need to heal from this point on. But it's that emotional unavailability of black men that's being showcased. I'm just like, ugh. Ugh. I just hate to see it. I'm like, this show is so progressive and everything. But I do like that they keep certain elements of the show true to the times. Like, And this was probably one of the moments. Like, you know, black men just was not... As accepting or as, you know, I guess that's the word. As accepting of that idea, you know, back in those days. They was like, "Uh uh-uh, we don't do that. That's that sweet stuff. That's that sugar tank stuff. So, yeah, I didn't like his reaction. I was like, that should have been the moment where you hugged your daddy and was like, Daddy, I'm so sorry. Like, but, you know, it's too much bad blood. It's too much bad history between them. So that's my second con. My third con was Ruby always blaming the actions of their mom on Letty. 
Like, always. Like, Ruby, y'all grew up in the same house. She knows how y'all mama was. You know how your mama was. So why are you trying to put the sins of the mother on your sister? No! And I feel like that's something a little sister would do anyway. And I think Ruby is the oldest sister out of Letty and, uh, out of Letty and her. So... I'm like, girl, why are you blaming your sister for what your mama did? Like, she don't got nothing to do with that. She was a child. Just like you was a child. Period. And just because she decided to go off and live her life and not stay with your crazy mama, you cannot blame her for that. I feel like she blames her. I feel like Ruby blames Letty for leaving because Ruby wanted to leave, too. She had dreams, too. But, you know, that was your decision to stay. You know, you could have left. You know, thankfully you didn't to take care of your mom because that's what good children do. But you cannot fault Letty for choosing another path. A path that you would have taken had the circumstances presented itself. Or had the opportunity presented itself. So yeah, Ruby, she gotta get over that. I feel like she gonna always hold that like over Letty's head. Like, oh, you did this while mama was going through it. And she gonna be like, girl, so? After a while, Letty gonna be like, girl, so? And, and what about it? And what about it? Right, like I thought. So I don't like that. You can't you can't put the sins of the mother on the on the sister. That don't make sense. And my last con is not really a con, it's kinda like a question. I'm just very confused by Christina. I'm like confused as to like I mean, I'm not confused by her role. Like I know what she wants, I know what she's after, but like her methods to get it, I'm like, Christina, what what? what like if you watch the episode before last week's episode episode five you know what happens at the end and what christina exposes and i'm like christina what what i'm just confused by her it's not really a con it's more so of a question but i put it in the cons because i'm just confused i'm like girl okay you're doing all this for what you're doing all this to get to what so, did you really like Ruby or was you just... I'm confused. I'm very confused by it. So, those are my cards. The possibility of Letty being... I'm going to let y'all fill it in. Atticus's reaction to his daddy's secret. Ruby always blaming her mom's actions on Letty. And I'm a little confused about Christina. Just a little bit. And that's all I... Oh, my bad. That's not all I got. I got to do the overall rating. The overall rating for this week's episode, I give it an 8 out of 10. Like I said, it was a really beautiful episode. It was definitely a step up from last week's episode, y'all. Last week's episode hurt my heart, hurt my little soul. I was like, uh-uh, you cannot do me like this. But they definitely made it up with episode 7. Was it the best episode out of the season so far? No. But it really definitely was a step up from last week. And we only have three more episodes left, y'all, of Lovecraft Country. I'm going to be so, so sad when it's over. Like, I'm sad that P-Valley is over. Raise your hand if your Sunday's not the same without P-Valley. My hand is raised, y'all. My hand is raised. It's raised high. But, yes, like, ugh, I miss P-Valley so much. And now Lovecraft Country about to go, so... We only got three more episodes of Lovecraft Country, and then it's over. And then we got to find another constant, y'all. They just going. Going quick, so 
that's all I got for the Black Review today, y'all. Hope y'all enjoyed it. Like I said, three more episodes of Lovecraft Country then. We done. We done. We done did our second series, our second full series here on the Black Box where we do the Black Review. Don't forget to come back on Monday. We're going to get into some things on Monday. We might do a kiki. We might do a discussion topic. Uh, look out for the question that I might pose on my social media. What is my social media, you ask? Well, let me say it for you. T-H-E-E underscore B-L-A-Q box. That is my Twitter and my Instagram. Hit me up on there. Let me know what you thought of today's episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share the link with your family, your friends, your baby mama, baby daddy, husband, distant cousin, twice removed, thrice removed. I don't care who you share it with, y'all. If you enjoyed it, Share, share, share. Support a queen today. I love y'all. Oh, speaking of sharing the show, I got some stuff planned for spooky season, y'all. I do. I really, really do. And I want y'all to stay tuned. We might get into some scary movie reviews. We might talk about trauma and phobias. Yeah, we about to get spooky. We about to get spooky, ooky, ooky, ooky up here on the black box. Okay, this October. So please stay tuned. I got some nice surprises for y'all. But this has been the Black Review on the Black Box. Like every day, I'm your girl, Big C. Happy Friday, y'all. And welcome to Spooky Season. I'm so childish, (laughs) y'all. I know y'all like, ooh, girl, stop. But yes, have a good day, y'all. See you Monday, kings and queens.